The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, baby, you're just rolling with just a Daryl tonight. There is no Sam, just Daryl. Holding it down by myself. But guys, there's a whole lot going on in the world of sports, and this is sometimes our favorite time of the year, especially when it's that fourth year when the Olympics are going on. And what's going on with this American basketball team? The UM the the, the men's Olympic basketball team. This is not definitely not the dream team we're talking about here. I mean, come on. And you lose it, you you win, you almost might as well call it a loss. You beat Serbia. By three points, 91, 94, and then you turn around and um, and you win your next game um, by three points, again, 97 to 100. Come on, man. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, we, just, we just don't expect things like this from our men's Olympic basketball team. Now, maybe, maybe some other sports we might say that about, but hey, basketball... This is the sport that we dominate. I mean, we beat France by three points without Tony Parker. Uh, come on. I, I can almost guarantee you that Tony Parker could have contributed three points. Tony Parker didn't play, and we beat France 100-97. What's going on with this team? And then, on the other hand, when you look at the, at the women uh, basketball team, they're beating China 105-62. This is what we've come to expect from the men's basketball team in the Olympics, and that's not what we're seeing. I understand that basketball around the world has really caught up, for, especially for men. I see that because we see the influx of European players, Spanish players, African players into our league in the NBA. We see these players coming from all over the world. However, they are still not America. And it's almost, you're almost wondering what's going on. Is it the defense? Is it the offense? Is it the coaching? And hey, I'd, I'd have to say that, you know, Coach Yusefsky, he's been a, a, a very good a, a Hall of Fame college basketball coach. But what NBA team did he coach? When we needed back, when we needed NBA coaches for so long, which one did he step up and take over? Um, was it a Philadelphia 76ers? I don't think so. Uh, who was it? San Antonio Spurs? I don't think so. Miami Heat? I don't. I don't. Didn't see it happening. 
he has never coached the NBA team. He's worked on the Olympic teams quite a few times, but he's never really had to deal with these men on a regular. And I just don't think, I don't think his heart might not be in it. I just don't think his heart is in it. However, when I take a deeper look at this team, and you just start looking at things, and if you just looked at something and you just judged it from what you're looking at, and you saw these 10 brothers on this NBA basketball team without one Caucasian, I mean not one, there are no white guys on the team at all, just all brothers. Now, I'm all for equal rights, and I, I don't mind seeing, um, I've been in situations where I was the only black guy there, you know, I've been in situations where me and my wife were the only black people in the building. So I can't hardly, I find it hard to recognize when there's not one white person on the team. And I know white people have to have a problem with this too. Now, come on. I know I'm definitely not the only person that, that looks at this and see that there are no white guys on the team. I mean, uh, no one wanted to play or no one was good enough to play. What's the deal? Because when you look at these teams that are that are that are giving us fits, um, they have white guys on the team, and most of them, like France, they have black and white guys in the, on the French um, national basketball team. It's something going on here. I'm gonna figure out this conspiracy, and I'll get back to you, um, American basketball fans. But in the meantime, you know we're here. We're hearing this story about the, uh, Demarcus Cousins doesn't want to play defense in the Olympics. He had to play defense in the Olympics. I don't know what the deal is, but um, I don't know whether it's Cousins that got to pick up his defense or Mike Krzyzewski got to pick up his defense. I'm not so sure. But somebody's going to have to pick up some defense if we plan on doing some things in this, in this Olympics, man. I mean, we really got to do something. All right, hey, we got Vince on the line calling from Lauderdale. Vince, what's happening? Calling from Lauderdale. Checking in on Sports Info, you and radio show. What's happening, Vince? Hey, how you doing, Miss Tyler? Hey, loving life, man. Every second of this life I got. Hey, what's going on down there with them dolphins down in, in the dirty south, Vince? Yeah, how you been? Been doing real good. I was just telling, I just telling the audience. Uh, I don't know if I told told the audience or not, but I just came back from um, Budapest, Hungary, uh, a couple of days ago. Got back Saturday night, and uh, while I was in Budapest, Hungary, I took a, a, a what they call the. Uh, a boat cruise, or Danube River cruise, from uh, Vienna, Austria, to Budapest, Hungary. And while I was in Budapest, Hungary, I went in a cave, ten stories deep. And then I had to walk up out of this cave, ten stories deep, Vince. I was down there for forty-five minutes, man. I mean, my palms were sweaty. I felt like a little something was crawling up the back of my neck, and I think that was just fear. You understand what I'm saying? You know, it was scary down there, man. At one point, we was down there deep in the cave, and this dude turned off the lights. And I oh my goodness, man. I, 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 I almost said, please turn them on. I didn't say that, so you, but I almost so you, said it. So, Mr. Oliver, you mean to tell me you was um, in one of the mines? No, a cave, Vince. And there wasn't no mine. Okay. A mine, you can kind of drive up and in and out of there. This was a cave. It's just little walkways. Look, look, cracks and crimmings, and I wasn't a professional cave caver. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was a tourist down up in there. It had well, some pe- professionals that go deep into the cave. 
I, I want to tell you something. You know what? If um, you from Fort Lauderdale like me, you're going to take everything, a truck, a load of truck, a load a lot of money to get me up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble. I ain't going. I'm telling you, I ain't going up in there. Y'all, y'all okay? Y'all can with y'all practice. I'm going out there watching hurricane play. When I get out of this vibe, I'm going to see the hurricane and such as I see. So I know we just put a bright light on this side of town. I'm trying to tell y'all. Hey, man, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about this football, man. Right you know, they, um, I think the hurricane going to do pretty good this year. They look pretty good down here on paper. And I think um, it's going to be all right. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. What I really uh, wanted to talk to you about. Now, I don't know up there where you at, but down here where we at, they got St. Thomas ranked number one in the nation Well, in the high school football. How and, can they do and, it? I don't know. Year out of year, you have great teams like they come up with. I don't know where they get their players from. But I'm going this weekend. They they play on Thursday night against Dillon. High school. Maybe I'm going to have to start getting some of them Panther fans to call your phone for the talk show. Well, I tell you right now, if they're going up against Dillard and they're the number one team in the nation, now um, they're going to get a test. I'll say that. Because, uh, you know, I don't know what Dillard has this season. I don't know what they've done, uh, wh- what they're going to do. But if we're mm-hmm. judging Dillard by their history, and by what they're going to put on the field, they're going to put a good product on the field. And I think St. Thomas might might be tested. You know, they, they got St. Thomas, yeah. the number one team in the nation. And they got I Grayson. Grayson they got Grayson, um, Loganville, Georgia, as the number two team in the nation. And they got Bishop Gorham from Las Vegas as the number three team in the nation. And guess who the number four team in the nation is? The IMG Olaka? Academy. <laughs> Boy, don't break back no memory because my high school ranked number eighth in the nation at the end of the season when I when I played in 1982. But but IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, is the number four team in the nation. Now, if those two teams play at one point in the season, I would pay extra money to see them two teams play. And I'm talking about St. Thomas and the IMG Academy. IMG Academy is almost it's like a prep school, you know. Uh, the, the finest they of the finest me, come from all over the they world. They tell me Bruce's um, 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 son played for St. Thomas. And I, from what I understand, Isaac Bruce's son is being highly recruited by the University of Miami, and uh, and, and we want him big time. Well, Mike's son going right now this year, ain't he? Well, Michael Irvin's son, from what I understand, said Michael Irvin's son went down there and told him, said he didn't want, he didn't want Michael Irvin jersey. He didn't want Michael Irvin locker. He didn't want to stay in the same apartment Michael Irvin stayed in. He didn't want nothing, nothing with Michael Irvin except the last name, Irvin. He said because he want to have his own identity at the University of Miami. And what I've understand is that um, the quarterback, Kaya, say Michael Irvin's son got the best hands on the team right now. Well, I believe that. Yeah. He don't so, stop uh, too far from the tree. I, I said that too. So, And I like the fact that the young man want to want to um, – want to start his own thing. You know what I mean? He want to branch out his own, start his own tree. You know, not that, not that he ain't uh, always going to be a branch for Michael Irvin's tree, but he, he want his own number. He want his own identity. You know, we had Alfredo Robertson on our show uh, a couple years ago, 
And um, his son was a highly, highly recruited tight end wide receiver and ended up going to UCLA when he was asked, why didn't he go to University of Miami? He said because he wanted to have his own identity. You know, his father had played at University of Miami, went on to coach in the NFL and play in the NFL. And, uh, you know, Michael Irvin and, and Alfredo Roberts, they got a little, you know, a little connection together. We ain't got to go there. But anyway, but um, but I'm just saying, those, those two guys were teammates. They played together. And both their sons, uh, even though Mike's son went to Miami, Alfredo's son went to UCLA because he said he wanted to have his own, wanted to have his own identity, man. I, and I can I can applaud a young man for for that, uh, wanting yeah. to have his own. They say Dante Dante sounds go to Dillard, um, Carl Pebbles. Yeah. I was surprised to see that he went to Dillard. Dante Carl Pebbles' son is at Dillard. Yeah, he's yeah. at Dillard. They they, they they say private school and we're trying to get him out there in school. Well, what, what years? What years? Dante Culpepper's son. He true freshman. Okay. Now let's just talk about this for a second. Dante Culpepper's son is a, is a true freshman right now at Dillard. If he at starts Dillard. by the end of this season, in which he might even be start by the end of this year, yes, where would he be going to school? Where would he be going to school? Start of his junior year. I don't know. They live down here now. I'm trying to tell you, if he is right now, if he starts, Dante Culpepper's son start as a freshman, and he plays very well as a freshman, do you think he'll have a good chance of being at St. Thomas next year? He he'll be gone. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, a, that's my point. Well, I that's take that point. back because his his daughter go to St. Thomas, and she's an All American at St. Thomas now. Okay, so, so give give his son his son two more years. And because his son probably can't start at St. Thomas right now, but in no, next no. year he can, he'll be starting at St. Thomas, or in his junior year he'll be starting at St. Thomas. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he's playing at St. Thomas or if he's enrolled at St. Thomas um before the end of this school year. So he so in spring he'll be over there practicing in spring football with St. Thomas. You know these people don't think like we think. Sometimes we just think in the moment. They think years ahead, Vince. They've been watching these kids since they were in seventh grade, man. Sixth and seventh grade, they start recruiting them. And if they don't recruit them, they put their name down on the list to be recruited. And I'm not talking about being recruited for college. I'm talking about being recruited for high school. Yeah. You know what I want to ask you, Miss Oliver? What do you think about the guys I heard from um, the Marlins? And do you think they they interested in A-Rod? Since he's from down this way, I think they, I think, I think the Marlins gonna be interested in Arod, but I don't think Arod gonna want to go to the Marlins. And at the same time, what does he have to lose, though? You know, because the, the Yankees have already told him all he's gonna be for them for the rest of this season. Basically, he's gonna be a consultant. Now, I don't see nothing wrong with him going going to Miami. But I'm getting a little tired of this guy Stratton, man. Every time you look up, he's hurt. We're paying him so much. We gave him a boatload of money, made him one oh, of the most, most highest-paid players in the league. And what did he do last year? Towards the end of the season, he got hurt. What did he do this year? After the All-Star break, he's hurt and out for the rest of the season again. Hey, Vince, we love to talk to you forever and ever and ever, but we got other people on the line calling about the same thing you talk about, this world of sports and the Sports Info UM radio show. Don't forget to call us next week. We will be here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock, baby. Okay.
Nice we'll holler. Well, I'll call you back on next Thank weekend you. where I can find out about a little more about you and me in the Sunshine State Florida. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, we got Isaiah West on the line. Matt, let's talk to West. What's going on, West? What's going on there, man? How y'all doing, man? Hey, we love a life, West. Isaiah West is a former University of Miami standout defensive end himself. Played back in the 80s with Jim Kelly. Played with Mark Rick for a couple years, too. How's it going? How's it going, uh, Isaiah? Hey, man, I'm hanging in there, man. Just hanging in there, man. Just kind of, you know, getting on your show, man, reaching out to you guys just to see, you know, you know what we're going to do this year, man. You know, it's a lot of excitement in the air down here, I, I, Isaiah. I'm telling you, man, we got, you know, this Mark Rick thing is really just, Gaining momentum every day. He's talking, talking the Canes up in a real positive way. He's, he's letting us know that uh, he bring the SEC to the ACC. He's, he's he bring the ground game, the, the ground and pound game. Uh, so I think I think I think he's gonna do a lot of good things, man. It's, it's a lot of good talk down here about about um, the way the way things are going in Miami. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing, man. And uh, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I'm always, you know, that green, that green and orange gonna always be in my blood, man. So you know, I'm always you know backing them to you know, see if they're gonna you know take it to that next level, man. I'm hoping and uh, hoping that they you know that they do they turn it around. You know, we ain't got the the gold out of there, and uh, you know, got a you know a reasonable coach in there that can you know can make it happen. I think you're right. You know, and and, and you're still in um, um Georgia, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in the Atlanta area, man. You know, and um, I, I, I really, I'm really kind of shocked to see um, Mark Rick being able to leave Georgia, and then the University of Georgia comes in with a coach that has never had any um, experience as a head coach. And to be honest with you, I am truly thrilled that they got rid of Mark Rick, and because I really think he's a young coach, still young up and coming, he's coming back home, he's hungry, he's motivated to turn the program around. We haven't had any distractions as far as negative press. We had one one player got in a little trouble. Um, Mark set him down for a little while, took him off the team, brought him back. I think he's going to be a, a role model citizen. So I I just think Mark is, um he's got us going in the right direction, man. And, and, and Brad Kaya could be a Heisman candidate this year. You know, I think we got a lot of good things going on down in Miami. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds good. I mean, let me ask you about that. Uh, I guess you know the linebacker that's the one you're talking about. They got in trouble. I mean, is he still on the team, or what, you know, what do they do with him? Right now, he's still on the team, and um, okay, you know, and 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 Mark has made it clear that you know he's not gonna he's not gonna throw anybody away. And I think this is over something to deal with a with a with a rental car. You know what I'm saying, uh, and, and 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 Wes, you were in college at the University of Miami. I was in college at the University of Miami. We were on the same team at one point, and it's just it, it bothers the heck out of me for somebody to almost want to snatch a kid's scholarship away because maybe he needed a ride a ride to go home to 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 Brooksville, Florida, to a funeral, and some person that owned a rental car company gave him a break. I just have trouble yeah. with this kind of stuff because, you know, a kid leaves a whole lot more than a than a forty nine dollar a day rental car on the field every Saturday when he goes out there. Or even even more every day when he goes out to practice. 
But hey, Isaiah, I want you to hold on. We got a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back with more sports info. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're examining five methods for hunting this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Taking an in-depth look at archery, crossbow, rifle, black powder, and pistol. We'll explore the specifics of each hunting discipline and what it truly means to be proficient and successful with them when in the woods. Joining us will be legendary outdoorsman David Blanton from Real Trees Monster Bucks and wild man Greg Ritz of Huntmasters. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got Isaiah West on the phone with us. He's on the line. Call us from Atlanta, Georgia, former University of Miami defensive end. And we got... Eddie Williams on the other end, former University of Miami, safety, free safety. And both of you guys played with Mark Rick. And let me ask you a question. I know you what what do you think Mark brings to the table, I Eddie and Isaiah, that's gonna set this team apart and it's gonna put us back on track. Well, you know, Isaiah, first, you go ahead and go first. Go ahead, Eddie. Well, Okay, I think uh, Mark's going to bring back the swagger, man. What he's going to do, right, he's going to bring back, right, that coaches-players relationship that we had amongst each other. You know what I mean? And then he's going to draw a lot of the players that was leaving Miami are going to come back home. And that's going to help us out because, hey, we the ones create the word swag. Now we bring the swag back to Miami. I like that. I, I, I feel that too, Eddie. And, and, and Isaiah, your opinion on this? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, first of all, you know, with the experience, I think, you know, you know, 
Uh, Mark Rick's been around for a long time, you know, when he was with Florida State, he's with, you know, Georgia. You know, I just think, like I say, just bringing back that experience, you know, he knows what it takes. You know, we played in that that heat when we was under Schellenberg, and, uh, you know, he just know how to, you know, take it to that next level. I just think, you know, bringing that back, bringing back that experience, you know, to, to bring back what we what we did to, to be successful. And I think he understands that and he knows, you know, how to get in that recruiting world, how to, you know, just take it to that next level, man. Yeah, I think both you guys right, you know, and the things that you hear coming from out of the program, these kids are really loving what they're seeing down there, you know, and uh, and Mark Rick is, is, is putting his nose in there and getting it dirty, man, and he's letting everybody know that, hey, we are back. We're working hard down here. It ain't about all this foolishness um, with the with the guns and the, all that other craziness. This is about work and pumping the program. And you hear him talk about, and when you hear him in interviews, he's, he's telling us almost like what he needs for next year. He said, you know, our position that we, we really are uh, working hard and sad is defensive back. And wide receiver. We're going to have to have a lot of lot from our defensive backs and our wide receiver. But basically what he said, he's telling the best wide receivers and defensive backs in the nation, hey, you come down here, you're going to have a chance to play real quick. So I think Absolutely. Mark is doing a lot of good things down there, man. Yeah, it well, it good, man. Like I, said, I, mean, I can't wait to see what I you know, pans out. I think, you know, uh, if they stick with him and, and go by his plan, you know, I think they're going to do some good things, man. Oh, I really do, too. You know, there's been a lot of criticism about uh, Miami and them not having a, um, having a, uh, prof- uh, 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 on-campus stadium. And this question came up in an interview with Mark Rick a couple of days ago. And Mark Rick made it clear. He said, you know, um, most kids in college, they want to get away from the college, even if it's for a little while. And he said, we provide all the transportation for every kid on that campus that wants to come to the to a Sunlight Stadium to come here. When they get here, we have a big, it's a tailgate area for all the, all of the um, student athletes, student, student body, and this is a professional stadium, so they actually can have alcohol while they're at this stadium. On most college campuses, they can't have a drink on a college campus because it is a college campus. But because Miami play at the Sunlight Stadium, this is an open open stadium, and, and it's a professional stadium. So it's going to be alcohol flowing all over the place around there. Not that that's a good thing, but it is a thing. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> well, you know what I do? I, I do like the atmosphere of being – Closer to the campus itself, you know what I mean? Because what it does, right, it gives a lot of us, the alumni that went to the University of Miami, the opportunity to, if they want to bring their family or their kids back, right, they could go to the game and also go tour the school itself, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you wanted to go to the game, right, and you want to go buy some paraphernalia like the Miami Hurricane from the university itself, I mean, you almost got an hour and a half ride from the stadium back to the school. And you do want to give your family the atmosphere and environment that you were raised up in and that you played ball at. Well, Eddie, we ain't never play a game on the on the on campus stadium when we were there. And when we and and the one thing I can say is that every year in April we had that spring game and every every practice that University of Miami practice for their team is right there at the University of Miami. I don't ever see us having an on-campus stadium. I wish we could someday. I just don't see it happening. And uh, I think we just almost got to gotta 
got to love what we have because they've done a lot of work down there at, at that stadium too, though. You know, they just put the shade cover around the top of the stadium. So it's almost like what the Cowboys used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it, they've done a lot of things. You know, I don't think we're going to ever have an all-campus stadium. I, you know I, mean? I, I do like the stadium itself, but just like I said, you know what I mean? The closer, the better. You know, it, they get a lot more people the opportunity because it's within the city because it kind of reminds me, right, when we first had our first spring game, when we played the semi-pro team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It brought the city together because it got an opportunity for us and the inner city kids to come out there, right, and be more involved with the university itself. I, I would agree. And But, hey, I, the, the stadium we're playing now is right in Carroll City. Uh, that stadium we're playing now is right on the Broward and Dade County line. So it's it's good for people that's coming from Palm Beach and um, people that's coming from places even further than Palm Beach, coming from Daytona and Jacksonville. They don't have to go all the way into Miami. And sometimes people coming from north, when you say Miami, they get a little shaky. You say for a lot of them, oh, that's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, but I said, so uh, you think you're gonna, I know you're going to be at the Georgia Tech game. Uh, I already got me some tickets for that for that um for the Notre Dame game. I have an aunt that lives in uh, Chicago, and I'm going up there to see her while I'm going up there to see that Notre Dame game. I'm really looking forward to that too. I, I'm yeah, really looking. I, I forward was to that. I was going to go to that game. I kind of changed my mind, man. I, I'm not about to sit in no corner. Uh, you know, I'm from Chicago as well, but uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, I know what happened to us the last time. You know, I think if we lose any games this year. You know, I think that's one of the games that I think they probably will lose. You know, that's that's my prediction. Boy, I hope not, Wes, because I'd be really disappointed, man. Last road trip I had, we went. I went to uh, I went to um, went to the Horseshoe to see him play Ohio State, and we got beat up there. And man, that was a long, hard trip back, man. Yeah, long, hard trip yeah. back. Yeah, I hear yep. you. I hear you, man. It's it's, so, it's all good. It's just. Uh, it, just a preference thing. Hey, Mr. Oliver, let me ask you a question. What's your, what's your prediction is you on the Canes? I, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. I think the Canes going to win 10 games. The Canes going to win 10 games. They're going to beat Florida State. They're going to beat Georgia Tech. And and, 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 and I'm, I'm, man, you know, West just threw that monkey wrench in the game about that, about that, Ohio, about that uh, Notre Dame. But I'm going to throw it out there. I think our running game is going to be so solid and strong this year that we're going, to, we're going to really control a lot of football games this year with the running game. And I, I say we're going to win 10 games. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, you, with, you, I'm with you on that. On that because I feel like, you know what? The enthusiasm back again. You know what I mean? You could just feel it down south. You can feel it here in Central Florida because, you know, I'm amongst some of those in Gator territory. And I've been hearing this for the last four years. But I know this year, right, that's the sense that, hey, they got that, that, that swag back. And look at the commitments, the last-minute commitments that we got. We stole some key players from Florida State. Yes. It's about yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I would agree totally. Yeah. Yeah, the last four. The last four. Matter of fact, we, we picked up four last week. Yeah. So, Joe, what do you what do you think, man? How many you think they're gonna win, man? Me, I, I, I don't think just like Oliver, man. I know we, I, I don't think we're gonna win the ACC. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I'm looking at 10, 10 or better. I was looking in between yeah. ten and eleven, bro. 
I, I, I like that, Joe. I, I, I really do. I say, well, listen, we're going to shock the world this year. You know what? A lot of people underestimating us, right? But there's a lot of talent in Miami, right? And the talent has been there, right? But see, now they got a sense of purpose now, a purpose of playing. You know, it, it's a difference, right? When you play for somebody that that you love, you understand, and you can oh, yeah. see that these kids are already right. They have been a testimony, Rick, like he's been there forever, and he's only been there six months. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, hey, um, uh, we got a special guest. Want to want to chime in on on some of this, Mark Rick, University of Miami, and uh, this is the legendary Smokey Rome. Smokey Rome, what's going on, Smokey? Uh, nothing much, man. Just getting ready for the season. Hey, Smokey, we got Isaiah West calling from Atlanta, Georgia. He's on the phone with you. Say hello, Isaiah. What's up, Smoke? Hey, West, what's happening? <laughs> and we got Eddie Joe Williams on the other end calling us from uh, Orlando, Florida. What's up, Eddie? Hey, Smoke, what's going on, Smoke? Hey, man, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Good, good, good. Hey, Smoke, well, we were just talking. to see you at some of the games this year, brother. <laughs> smoke, smoke, we just had that conversation, man. Hey, Smoke, we just been giving our predictions, and I, I just made it clear. I really think that the Hurricanes got a, a, a solid shot at pulling in 10 wins this year. And um, I, I, I think I think the first three are almost in the bag. When we look at uh, FAMU, uh, FAU, and uh, Appalachian State. When they, we play Appalachian State up there, um, but... I still think that those three are, are, should give us a good start going into Georgia to play Georgia Tech, and after that Georgia Tech, we come home to uh, to play Miami to, to play Florida State. Well, I, I take a look at the Georgia Tech game. Georgia Tech and the Florida State game going to be the hunt for them if they can get over those two games and and end up five and zero. It's a good possibility they can go ten and two. But if they end up losing one of those games, I'm looking at them maybe go 9-3 and 4, but hopefully 9-3. and three. And if they are, like I said, if they can get over that hump, maybe they can go 10-2. and two. But it all depends. It all depends on those uh, number number four and number five games. I know after the fourth game, they have an open week after Georgia Tech. And then they, they play Florida State. And uh, if they could actually beat both of those teams, I think their chance of beating Notre Dame is really good. Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. I, I like that. I, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Smoke. You know, we have this conversation every year, man, for the last, what, five years, Smoke? So, you know, man, I'm thinking I'm thinking 10. I'm, I'm kind of like that, you know, and I, I think this is the year they come back and, uh, you know, they beat Florida State. Uh, you know, my game is, you know, I just think, you know, you go into that environment where you're playing Notre Dame, man, and you know how they are up there, man. You, you can't give them any 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 type of room to win, you know, uh, you're in that environment. But I think if they lose one, you know, I think it's going to be Notre Dame. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm thinking 10-2 and two if I had to pick right now. No, I think they had the right person at the helm now with when it comes to Mark Rick. And the reason why I say that because, Ma Rick is one of the real pioneers, just like you and I. You know, I was fortunate to play with Mark for three years. And when we got to the University of Miami, we were scheduling teams like Louisville 
and uh, East Carolina for homecoming. Shoot, in 1981, mm-hmm. we scheduled Penn State, which was actually number one team in the nation. Yep, and we beat 17, them 14, 17. Yep. And when you're talking about Burger King, I remember a time Burger King used to give away tickets to go to the game. <laughs> I had friends and, and people that worked at Burger King that used to come to the <laughs> game. But by the time we left there, those people were standing in line to buy tickets like everybody else, you know? Yep, so Marguerite yep. knows what it takes to win because he was a part of that dynasty, you know, of winning. And uh, he's bringing that back. And I think Marguerite is the type that he's going to play the best man. He's not going to go with a person just because he's upperclassman. If he got All a right. sophomore freshman that's putting out better than the senior, I think the senior is going to be on the bench. And he proved that during spring practice. He's going to play with the best to, to, to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's one of the things I like about him, man. You like I said, he's gonna put the best person on the field, man, and that's that's what you got to do to win, man. I don't think you you know you hold anybody back because you know uh, you know he's a freshman or whatever. You know you put the best player out there. I mean that's how. If you think back to when we was in school with with Schellenberg, that's what he was gonna put out there. He's gonna put the best person out there, and you know, and, and if you look at it, you know that's what you needed to do to win, and that's what we did, man. Right. And and somewhere along the line though, um, that philosophy got lost. You know, as much as we love Randy Shannon, I, I think Randy brought a lot of guys in from Miami, from the city of Miami, and uh he thought that was pretty much all they needed. And some of these guys were just given an opportunity to play and I don't think that was necessarily fair for the for the nation of the Hurricanes because when we look at the teams that that we played on, it was players from Youngstown, Ohio, Pittsburgh, California. It was all over the nation. And we some kind of way got lost where we thought we just could get these guys from, I guess, Miami Northwestern and a few other places in Florida, and that was enough. And that's just really not the case, man. I know you really just have to have to get them from all over the, all over the United States and you got to be able to be ready to play some of these guys if they're capable of playing right away. Uh, I think Al Golden did the same thing. I, you look at some of the guys that, that, that have started for the last four years for Al Golden, I don't think those guys were ready to play in their third year, let alone their first year at the University of Miami. And I just don't think it's going to work out like that with Mark. I think Mark is going to – you're going to – you're going to earn your place. You're going to look at the depth chart every day you walk out of that locker room onto the practice field because it's important. You know, I don't think they did that in the past. Oh, well, they did. I, I can actually vouch for that because they didn't seem like they didn't have a sentence to play for it. And what was exactly. happening when guys was making mistakes instead of sitting those guys on the bench and letting them see the mistakes they was making and let them step their game up to get back in there, these guys will continue to play. And regardless of whether they did good or bad, they didn't have to worry about it because they were still put out on the field. But what you have to do at times, if a guy messed up, you got to see them on a bench. And you got to say, hey, if you want to get back in the game, you're going to have to do better than what you're doing. And in the past, with Al, and, and Randy, with Al Golden and Randy, I didn't see that. I've seen guys throwing interception, guys fumbling. And the next week, they would start, just like it was nothing. So what kind of sentence do you have to push to make yourself better when you're given opportunity that you didn't deserve? 
and that's what was happening. And now Mar going to change all of that. Yeah, I think you're right. If I could put back on, on on what uh, Smoke just said, you know, a lot of those guys, man, they come in there, they were blue chippers. You know what I mean? And a lot of them, right, didn't live up to their expectations. And then when you have these blue chippers in there, you know what I mean? I say you babysit them. That's what they were doing, babysitting, because now what we need back at the University of Miami, we need some hungry jacks. We need some players that just are hungry because, like, when we were there, we had kids, right, that came that wanted to play, that was hungry. You know what I mean? When you get a lot of blue chippers, a lot of things are given to them in life, so they expect that. And you saw that, as Spokey uh, mentioned before, that, you know what I mean? These guys make mistakes and stuff, and they still out there. And, you know, we've been at the threshold for the last two years. When are we going to get over the hump? I agree with what? you, Eddie. Yeah, when are we I... going to get over the hump? Everybody, we've been to the bridge, but which team going to take us across the bridge? I, I I I think it's gonna be this team, the the 2016 Miami Hurricane team. Hey guys, we gotta take a quick commercial break, but when we get back, we're gonna talk more sports info and more University of Miami football. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back to Sports Info. Hey guys, uh, Mark Rich says that Stacey Coley is probably one of the best wide receivers in the nation this year. What do you think about that, Smokey? I think he's, I think he's a great receiver, but it's just a matter of getting getting him the ball. You know, uh, when it comes to the quarterback, I don't think he had a great year like he did his freshman year, and uh, last year was kind of mediocre season point, but if he can step up and get Stacy the ball this year, I don't see where there's too many other people out there that could be better than Stacy. Stacy's a, a true receiver. If I had a team, I would want him on my team. I I, I would agree with you. I, I I I really do. I really do. You know, um you know Eddie Joe uh, Mark Rick been trying to trying to find a backup quarterback for a while now. You know, it's it's a guy named Malik Rogier. He is the backup quarterback. He came in last year when Kaya got hurt and played pretty good. As a matter of fact, I think he won a game. Can't remember which game it was. Might have been that Duke game, but um the kid won a game. But there are a couple of other guys on the on the roster. Um, Vinny Tessaverde, his son. Um, if it's a, it's another kid, um, like Jack Allison. I think he's from um, Texas. He's a freshman. Now, Eddie, they pumping this kid Kai up, not to take anything away from. Him, but have you seen in the last two years anything that could resemble a Heisman quarterback candidate from this young man? I see glimpses of it, but I haven't seen the, the total package from him yet. You know what I mean? Because like like Smokey was saying, a lot of times, right, is his selection when it comes to delivering the ball to the receivers, you know what I mean? And then also the offensive coordinators. They got to be able to develop plays to actually get the ball to the playmakers. You know what I mean? And I've seen it in crunch times where he made bad choices, you know? When he should have made better choices, he made bad choices when the crunch time comes. So, you know what I mean? It's yet to be seen. You know what I mean? I hope you have a lot of better, uh, a better year this year than he did last year. You know what I mean? Just like I said, I haven't seen them put the total package together yet. I see glimpses of greatness, and then he'll turn around, right? And he'll be like, where did this kid come from? Right. And, and, I, and I agree with you. And, you know, and we talked about that earlier about how some guys come to college and they just are given a, given a position. Here's another kid. He came to college and he was right out of high school, 18 years old. He was given a starting job. Never had. I don't. I don't think he ever really worked to be the starting quarterback. He was given a starting quarterback. Now I think he's finally in a. And he's learned enough now where he should jump in this year and show us some glimpses of greatness. He's shown us some really glimpses of being a really, really good quarterback. But we should be ready to see something that resembles greatness coming from this young man. You know, um, Isaiah, you know, they got we got this new uh, defense coordinator, Manny Diaz. And Manny Diaz, he is from South Florida. Smokey, you probably know Manny Diaz from South Florida. But, he, you know, he's supposed to be the man taking a lot of things around. He says this year we will not be catching, catching people on our defensive line. We will be attacking and facing people in the backfield. We're trying to penetrate the defensive line, the line of scrimmage, to, to the other side of the line of scrimmage. What do you feel about that, Wes? Well, I think, you know, you know, for me in the past, man, when I look at it and what they've been doing, you know, these last four years, I, you know, I mean, anything's got to be better than what they've been doing the last, you know, couple of years. But I, 
Now, I think, you know, as a defensive player, man, you, you have to, you know, be able to go in there and attack instead of, you know, waiting and, and playing this gap stuff. Uh, I think it's going to make a big difference in what they do this year, man. I, I, I would agree with you totally because what we've, what we've seen from this team in the last few years, it's just been almost like stand back and catch or let somebody gain seven yards and jump on their back. That's just not what we expect from the University of Miami. That's just not the kind of football we, we expect when we think about um, the U, uh, per se. We don't expect – we expect to be a little bit more dominant than what we've seen. And, uh, and, and you know, Smoker, me and you being former running backs, you know, Rock, Mark Rick has made it real clear, man, that he, he plans on using this big offensive line that he has and using all of those running backs that he has back in that backfield. I'm talking about some Joseph Yerby for the, the Gus, the Bus, uh, all of those guys. He said he's going to use them all this year. What's, what's your feeling on that, on that Smoking? Well, I tell you, you know, the offensive line is going to have to deal, and they're going to have to actually learn how to block as far as pass blocking is okay, but drive block, open up holes. Because when you look at the running backs that they have with the Yerby and and the young freshman last year, number one, and, and uh, you take a look at these guys that they have, they have three or four good running backs that can go anywhere else and play. It's just a matter of offensive line jelling these guys, you know, getting at it. And when you were talking about defensive linemen a little while ago, uh, one thing that I've seen that was really bad with the defensive line is that they couldn't get off block. And that was the, the thing that hampered them. So if they learn how to get off blocks, if Diaz teach them how to get off blocks and, and they have that drive and the offensive line jail and Kaya, to me, if Kaya can take and stop locking in on who he's going to learn how to read the coverages and actually stop telegraphing his throws, and being very indecisive, that's the biggest problem I see with him. He's very indecisive. And he will make one good play, but then they turn around and make two bad plays. So if he can reverse that, I think we have a chance of going 10-2. and two. Well, you know what I think, too? If we don't get back to playing that hard-nosed football, Smokey, y'all know when we was playing right, <laughs> y'all, we say, hey, get us 17 points. What's another person say? Get us 17, we win. That's the kind of defense we need to have. We didn't have that kind of defense in about the last five years. I'm talking about a dominating defense where the defense, right, everybody running to the ball. You know what I mean? We used to have this thing where we say, hey, I meet you at the power. You know, you don't see that no more. You don't have that. And you know why, right? You know the reason why? The coaches. No, it's actually coach. Yeah, coach is one thing. But then you got to realize, too, University of Miami had a black cloud over their head from all the stuff that they've been through. So a lot of other right. universities was using that against University of Miami to recruit these other guys to get them to come to their school. And mm-hmm. now that you got someone like Mark Rick, which is a big-time name, he can land these players. If you have a Jimbo Fisher come to your house, or you have an Urban Mile or Les Mile, and then you have an Al Golden, He's going to go to school that next day. They're going to say, oh, guess who came to my house? Jimbo Fisher, Les Miles. Who's going to say Al Golden? So with the coaching, it was kind of where kids weren't really drawing into him. And just like y'all was talking before, kids are going to be drawing into Mark Rick because his track record, where he'd been and what he did. 
So I think now we'll be able to get number one recruits in there. The worst thing I think they could have ever did was start actually labeling these guys as five-star players and all this and that because it went to their head, and a lot of these guys are not as good as they think they are. When we came out of high school, we just went for what we had and did what we know what to do. These guys here, they sitting back and they getting stuff on the civil platter, and they're not as good as they think they are, but these people are boosting them up that they're five-star players. And when you're a five-star player, you're heavily recruited, you come to a place like University of Miami when you've had Al Golden at the Ram and your program is almost not that good. You promise these kids a lot of things. And when, when they get there, you put them at the number one spot or the number two spot on the depth chart, thinking that it's just a matter of time before they, they're the number one person on that depth chart. And, it's, and, and I think that sets a program back in a big way. And, I, and when I look at our program, I know it has set us back in, in, in a big way, you know. And, and you have to remember, in the past, you had guys came coming from Carib City, New Orleans Central, and guess what? When they came to University of Miami, they was number one at their school, and they was the best. But when they got to the University of Miami, everybody else was there was the same as they was at their high school. So they just, it was like average. And that's what made that program. It's right. not like yep. that anymore. Yep. And, and, and don't, you know, I'm not taking anything away from this kid, Mark Walton. Mark Walton had a, had a pretty good year last year as a, as a true freshman. And um, this oh, year he's coming in, and, and he, he'll be a, a sophomore. I, I like his game. I love uh, Joseph, Joseph Yearby. He's coming in his third year at the University of Miami. He got there and pretty much played from, from the jump until now. I like his Don't game. Forget too. Gus. Don't forget about Gus Elvis now. I, I, Gus I, 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 as, a, as a true freshman, that guy, he actually opened my eyes, and then last year he was kind of hurt, but. I talked to him during the spring, and he said he's 100% and he's ready. So if you can get this guy to perform like he did his freshman year, you got Ma Walton, then you got, you know, Yerby. I mean, I'm saying you got three or four backs that can go anywhere and play. Without a question. We, now, we, he, we definitely got probably one of the most talented backfields in the nation. And, uh, right. and, and I think Mark Rick is going to use these guys totally. But right. I really I think he got to use them all. I think you got to use Gus. I think you got to use Yerby. And you got to use Mark Walton. Yeah, you got to use him. I, I, I like what Smokey said earlier, you know what I mean? And he hit it on the head, hit the nail right on the head. Man, it's going to boil down to that offensive line. All them guys been there together. This day, this day 50th, some of them their 4th year, some of them their 5th year. It's going to boil down to if they peak at the right time. You know what I mean? It's like folks right. said, they all get on one accord, and that line start peaking and jetting together. Man, y'all can look out. I hear you. Now, let me, let me, before we get out of here, because we only got a couple more minutes, guys. Joseph Yerby, he's a junior, 5'9", 200 pounds. Mark Walton is a sophomore, 5'10", 205. Uh, Gus, Gus uh, Edwards is a uh, red shirt junior, 6'2", 230. Um, now, this is a guy that's, that's – I'm going to tell you, this is one of my favorite players on the University of Miami team, Treyon Gray. I ain't never met the young man. A junior, 6'2", 220 pounds. This, this kid, the cat run like Marcus Allen. I'm telling you, man, he very rarely gets to play, but he – 
played quarterback, I think, at one of these high schools down there, has converted to be a running back at University of Miami, and is a heck of a player. Now, this young man, Travis Hummer, Tra- Travis Homer is a freshman, 5'11", 200 pounds. Now, this is a kid you hear Mark Rick just raving about already. Now, maybe he's raving about him so he can pub him up, get in his head, to make him push these guys that's in front of him. I don't know. But I think we got a stable of running backs down there at University of Miami, and we're going to have to find a way to use them all. Well, yeah. Mark Rick the man. Yeah. And Joe, I like, I'm going to uh, give you a chance to give a shout-out to anybody you got. Smoking the same go for you and Isaiah West. Thank you for coming on the show, man. You can give a shout out to anybody you like to. Go ahead, Eddie. We got to get out of here. Man, one thing I want to give a shout out to all of the haters at FSU, baby. Look out. Here we come. I hear you. I love it. Smoking. I'm getting a shout out to the U. We're on our way back. This year is going to show it. I feel you. And Isaiah West in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I gotta, hey, I gotta piggyback with uh, Smokey, man. You know, hey, it's always about the youth, man. I'm, you know, hey, I think we on that, we on that path, man. We just gotta stay focused and make it happen, man. Hey, man. Hey, it's always a pleasure when I can talk to three former University of Miami Hurricanes and three friends, guys. I appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call. We're here every Monday night on the Sports Info UM Radio Show. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.